when TPT Forward 2024 was announced and they said that there would not be a virtual version of the conference for this year. I know there were many teacher sellers that were bummed out because they may not be able to make it to San Diego for one reason or another. But I think this is a blessing in disguise because there is a completely virtual conference that did so fantastic last year. It was easily one of my favorite conferences, and that is the Teachers Sellers Summit. The great thing about this is that it also takes place in the summer. This is from June 27th through the 30th, and if course, it's all online. You have not only pre-recorded sessions, but you also get live events. So what I wanted to share with you about right now is information about this Teacher Seller Summit and how you can level up your business from the comfort of your own home. There are sessions about perfecting your product listings, creating print-on-demand workbooks, opening up your own shop, and diversifying your income streams. But not only that, you can also connect with successful teacherpreneurs and industry experts to take your TPT or teacher business to the next level. Here's what's in store. You have in-depth sessions about mastering key business skills, both on and off TPT with insights from experienced speakers, a variety of networking opportunities where you can connect with business owners worldwide, swap ideas and learn from each other's successes, practical tips and strategies with actionable techniques to succeed, whether you're just starting out or you're aiming higher. And additionally, there are live Q&A panels, a private podcast for on-the-go learning, and so much more. I'm presenting at this conference, and my session is about three keys to a successful TPT store brand. So you may be wondering, what does this cost? What's the investment on this? And there are early bird tickets available through April 30th for $99. And you can save nearly 25% by just purchasing in the month of April. But if you're listening to this and it is past April, but not yet June, so May and June, you're listening to this, you can still purchase tickets to this conference for $129. You will get a 90-day pass to all 40 sessions, live Q&A panel discussions, virtual hangouts, co-working spaces, private podcast. If this sounds like something you're really interested in, you can check out my affiliate link in the description where you're listening to this episode. I hope I can see you there. Now let's dive into this week's episode. It's time for a CTP Q&A. This question is from Emma. She asks, should I name my product with just one keyword or many that would be appropriate. I'm going to assume that Emma is talking about titles on Teachers Pay Teachers when you're listing your resources. So thinking about naming a product with just one keyword or many that would be applicable and appropriate. Something to remember, of course, like the number one rule to remember is not to keyword stuff a ton of different applicable keywords in a sentence, in your description, or in your title, because that can really hurt you in the algorithm. In your title itself, it should be helpful to use two or three keywords. 
So for example, let's say you have a punctuation mini lesson resource. Instead of just saying punctuation mini lessons as your title, you can add other activities because you want to think of what teachers are also searching just besides mini lessons or punctuation. They might be searching activities. They might be searching worksheets. You want to weave that in your title naturally. In your description, you can take a chunk of phrases or words and weave it in the beginning, middle, and end of your description. Just some quick tips on really finding the right keywords. I would make sure to list important and relevant keywords related to your resource. Jot it down. Try to think in the mind of a potential buyer. Research the value of each keyword. You can go easily on Google or TPT just to see how popular the results are and try to eliminate any keywords that are not trending. Do this for your title and description. Don't copy any sentences or paragraphs word for word, but you want to make sure you're weaving them in naturally. As far as some recommended SEO tools, search engine optimization tools, there's a lot of great ones. Yoast is a WordPress plugin that's great for blogs and websites. You can also go to Ubersuggest, and that's a free SEO tool that will help you research keywords that are popular. I would definitely recommend checking out episode 26, SEO tips for teacher sellers. I had Kristen Doyle on the podcast and she is a bona fide SEO expert. I think you'll get some really great tips on getting your titles and descriptions in tip top shape. Well, that's it for the CTP Q&A. If you have a burning question about TPT, branding, product listings, marketing, or life in general, submit it at the form provided in the link in the show notes or on the blog. I would love to potentially have your question featured on the podcast with an answer from me. And you never know, someone might have the same question you may be thinking. Listening to the Creative Teacher Podcast, a show for busy teachers looking for ways to engage, inspire, and make an impact in their teacher businesses. I'm Kirsten, a teacher business owner who is all about simple and actionable tips, strategies, and resources that result in wins, big or small. If you're looking for that extra spark of creativity, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in together. Hey there. So a frequent question I get is how do you have the time to create resources and work with other sellers and do a podcast? And I know you're a mom. How do you do all of this? And I'm here to tell you that not all is what it seems. There are some seasons that I have where I am, you know, creative and inspired and motivated to really get things done in my business, not just my with my TPT products, but also helping other TPT sellers with their branding and logos and all that fun stuff. And then there are some times where I just need a break. I cannot handle it. It's not something that 
I am inspired to do. I stop listening to podcasts. It it just I just need that break. I need that time. And also at the same time trying to be a wife and a mom to two kids is a lot to handle. One thing I make sure to do. I stopped doing this a year ago and it's helped so much is to try my best not to work on the weekends when my kids are at home. They currently go to daycare five days a week, and I use that time. I'm so fortunate to be able to take another year off to work during the day. And I am not saying that I work every single hour of the day. There's other you know, errands that I need to run completely separate from my business and cleaning and all of that good stuff. So I'm not working eight hours a day, 40 hour work week on my resources or anything like that. There are some days where I, yeah, I'm going to work a good chunk and get things done. But then there are some days where it might be a couple hours or an hour doing some admin tasks or posting on social media if I even get to that. So that's one of the things I make sure to do is just taking the weekend off. I've condensed when I work and the amount of time. So maybe overall, I might work 20 to 30 hours a week. I I need to start tracking it to see, but it's not that I work churning out stuff all the time. I have certain seasons with my product creation, my content creation for teacher sellers, and I also limit the amount of days I work with other TPT sellers. I have a set number of days each month that I allot. So that's something that really kind of helped free up my time in case something happens. I have a sick kid or, you know, stuff like that. Life happens. I tend to be pretty flexible. And I also have seasons where I have a lot of creativity and inspiration to do stuff. And then there are some seasons I don't. The most recent season where I just could not really work on stuff happened to be in the spring of 2022. I was tired I was sick. I was in my first trimester. I was not having it. I was not going to be working on anything. I was just focusing on taking care of my my second kid at home while, you know, growing the third kid. So, and each summer something I've been doing is taking a hiatus usually from June to August. And I don't post any new podcast episodes. I don't post very much on social media. And so I, those are just a couple of things that I do. I just, I try to take a break to refresh myself for the upcoming school year. So a lot of what I do probably the most out of the year is between August and May. That's when I tend to have, I guess it kind of coincides with the school year. I don't know if it's just a force of habit as being a teacher, but that's just what I do. And it's worked out for me and my business. I'll be the first to admit, or maybe not the first, that there are some things that I do pick up on and then I end up, you know, dropping because it's just too much bandwidth. And honestly, it is okay. You do not have to commit to anything that does not give you joy or does not, um, you know, spark motivation or is inspiring. For a lot of people, that might mean Pinterest. You were an avid pinner 
pinning everything multiple times a day. And when it wasn't just, it wasn't bringing in the views, it wasn't bringing in the traffic, that's something you drop. And that's okay. You don't have to keep up with it. Nobody's going to look at you and be like, oh, well, you're not on Pinterest anymore. So I'm going to, you know, unfollow you. Like you're not keeping up with that. No, that's, we're all human. We, we don't have to, um, you know, fully commit on something we end up picking up. It just means that it may not be right for us or our business. For me, that might entail social media. I used to be really, really obsessed and consistent on it, but then I realized that uh, if I really want to be more present with my husband and my kids and have some sanity, that I don't need to be constantly posting on social media. I will do it as I see fit. So that's kind of something that I've been scaling back on and it's alleviated a lot of things. Eventually, maybe I might hire somebody out to take over my social media. That might be the next best step. That could be something that you could do. But if you're a solopreneur or you're just on your own, it's okay to step back in certain things. Sometimes that might look like not creating as many products for a certain amount of time. Maybe you're just not really inspired or having any creative, you know, ideas or something like that. And that's okay too. You can step back. You'd be surprised at, you know, giving yourself some time and your space to work on other things that you get an idea come up about what you want to create next in your resource. And that's happened for me as well. I know a couple years ago, I wasn't really doing a lot of product creation. I was doing more of content creation and I was, you know, not really updating my product listings as much, uh, just kind of leaving it there. And then I was able to pick that up once I had some more really great ideas that I wanted to add in my store. You never know when that spark comes. And giving yourself some space away from certain things at certain periods of time in your business can kind of help bring that back. So to kind of recap things, um, I guess it might look as as I am, you know, doing all the things all the time, showing up, doing these things. But in reality, I have certain seasons for certain things. And I try to limit my time as much as I can so that I'm present with the people that care about me and need me the most and that I'm also, you know, not burning myself out so that I don't want to do anything in my business. I have certain areas where I like to focus on and then scale back on and then focus on again and scale back on. And that's just kind of what's worked for me. Eventually, I would love to one day hire a team that just manages it throughout, you know, the whole year. But I don't feel like I'm ready or at that point yet. But maybe you are and you can consider hiring out. That's something that could be a really great asset to your business, depending on where you are in your business. All right. So here's my creative action tip for you. I want you to give yourself a pulse check. Where you are, I know it is, you know, the week of Thanksgiving break for a lot of people and a lot of kids are out of school. I want you to give yourself some time to think about where you're at. What are your feelings about your business or what's going on with TPT and all of that stuff? 
What is something that feels overwhelming for you right now? Is it social media? Is it search results on TPT? Is it uh, figuring out if you want to move some of your resources to a website or creating a website, or maybe it's product listings, product creation, whatever it is, whatever you're feeling overwhelmed with, see what you can do to scale back a little bit and give yourself some time and a break. Again, I am giving you permission to not feel like you have to be present and do all the things and come up on social media and, you know, be somebody who is everywhere, ubiquitous. You don't have to do that. I feel like eventually it's too much bandwidth for somebody to have that. So to have so much pressure on that. So I want you to really take this week to, um, assess where you're feeling, how you're feeling, if there's something that you could delegate to somebody else or just kind of scale back on, think about doing that. And when you want to pick it back up again, or if you're ready to step back in the role of creating new products, or you have a really great idea come up, then do that. I'm giving you permission to relax this week And even maybe through the end of the year, who knows? Like you don't have to do all the things all the time. And while it may seem like you see other TPT sellers and seeming to be doing everything and just being on tip top shape all the time, you never know what goes on behind the scenes. So that's just kind of my tip for you. I don't have anything else except I hope you have a relaxing week and I will see you again soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Creative Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can also find me on Instagram at the Southern Teach. I cannot wait for you to join me in the next episode for more tips and inspiration. Have an amazing day. Are you looking for a way to grow your business without working too much harder than you already are? Do you want to optimize your limited time and see a real impact on your business efforts? Well, I've got great news for you because your data playbook can help you achieve all of these goals and then some. As a teacher, you know that the education market is super competitive, and in order to succeed, you would have to stand out from the crowd and deliver results that really matter to your customers. But without the right tools, it can be kind of hard to know if what you're doing is truly paying off. And that's where your data playbook comes in. The membership is designed to help teacher sellers like you leverage the power of data-driven strategies. You can unlock valuable insights about your customers, your products, and your sales performance. This membership is packed with access to analytics tools and resources, personalized coaching sessions, and a community of like-minded teacher sellers who are also eager to share their insights and experiences. I totally believe that your data playbook can help you take your teacher seller business to the next level, but don't take my word for it. Check out the website to see what other teacher sellers are saying. I'd appreciate it so much if this is something you're considering to check out my affiliate link in the description. 
There are different membership tiers. So if this is something you're considering, you should definitely check it out. It's your data playbook and I hope you can join.